morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. It's Friday, and it's not just any Friday. It is the Friday before Divisional Weekend, so I've brought on my good friend, Jack Cavanaugh, to preview all the games that will be happening this weekend. The Ravens, Texans, Bills, Chiefs, 49ers, Packers, Lions, Buccaneers. Oh, my. Let's go ahead, sit back, relax, take out our coffee, and enjoy the show. There he is. There he is. Jack Cavanaugh himself. How are you doing this morning? I am fantastic. Had a sip of my coffee. We're matching. We've got you match my Yeti, the Canadian red Yeti. Absolutely love it. And of course, as you can see, the Detroit Lions are in nice. the playoffs. The Detroit Lions set to host another divisional great game. So life is good right now. I can only imagine how good it feels to be a Lions fan right now. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty incredible. Being at that game was just surreal. Absolutely surreal. Fans just waited and waited and waited until everyone had left the field. It was, they were not leaving. And the entire stadium was chanting, Jared Goff, Jared Goff. <laughs> Which means Jared Goff is now the perfect QB2 in Dynasty Superflex. Oh, easily, easily. Uh, you know, he, he might have been for a while. It's just, he's just oh, disrespected. Yeah. He's yeah. just disrespected. Yeah, he's the new Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins was always that perfect QB2 in Superflex. You know, he had yeah. the situation, it was stable. Now Jared Goff's going to get a massive contract extension. It's a stable situation. And that's all you can ask for as your QB2 in Superflex. You got a guy who throws it. And a guy who has a stable situation, unlike so many of these other quarterbacks. You don't think Hendon Hooker's going to be the starter next year? No, no, I do not think Hendon Hooker is going to be the starter. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of many Lions fans, Jared Goff's going to get paid this offseason. And the funny, th the funniest thing is so many people wanted Hendon Hooker to be the guy. Yeah. If anything happened to Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater was going in. There was no world where we ever saw a Hendon Hooker ever. Unless I guess Bridgewater also got hurt. Yeah. And then even then, who knows? They would have maybe been the team that found Flacco. <laughs> I, I really think they would have brought in someone off the street. Flacco, Carson Wentz, one of these guys. I don't know. RG3 was putting his number out there for a while <laughs> that would have been something that would have been something but so we'll talk some more about the lions in just a bit but let's start previewing these games and let's also just go ahead and say good morning to everyone here in the chat good morning to you anthony good morning to you positive grouch and good morning to you the hairy snowman saying it's christmas in january good morning to you as well rob glad to see you all here in the chat the first game the very first game of this weekend, and somehow again, last weekend, the Texans played at this time, and they're doing it again. 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, the Texans will be heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens are nine and a half point favorites, and they're expecting only 43 and a half points to be scored. Uh, Jack, when, when you see this game, kind of what are your first thoughts? What are your expectations? All that stuff. 
Well, my first thought is it is absolutely no surprise that the Texans play on Saturday. They they spent a long time not making the playoffs, but when they were in the playoffs back in the day, you remember every year they seemed to face the Cincinnati Bengals, and mm-hmm. every year that was the first game of Wild Card Saturday. So that's not surprising at all. <laughs> what is surprising is that the Ravens are nine and a half point favorites with a forty three point over forty three and a half point over under. Sorry, yeah. but. I don't see the Ravens covering nine and a half. The Ravens are a great team, a great team. But I think the Texans at this point have sort of become underrated, which I don't Mm. know how you can underrate the Texans when they are this far in the playoffs and CJ Stroud is playing so well. But it doesn't feel like they get the respect that other playoff teams, even the Buccaneers, seem to be getting more respect than the Houston Texans. And I just don't understand it. To make the divisional round, you kind of have to prove that you're at least not a full fraud. You're at least a solid team. I think the Texans are just a good team at this point. And Ravens aren't fully healthy either. Marlon Humphrey's going to be out for this game. Mm -hmm. Mark Andrews is returning, but he's still not 100%. So I think that the Texans are going to cover this 9.5 point spread. And I think I'm taking the over as well. I think built into this 43 and a half point over under is a nine and a half point lead by the Ravens. Yep. If you expect the Texans to be close, I don't see both these defenses shutting down each other for the whole game. Yeah. I think this like nine and a half point spread makes a lot more sense if Marlon Humphrey's playing, but the fact that Nico Collins is just going to have a path to destroy yet again, I just have no idea how, again, it goes under this 43 and a half, uh, especially if the Ravens want to get, you know, win by 10. So I, I'm with you there, taking the over. And I mean, I, you made some great points about the Houston Texans just being underrated. I mean, especially since Derek Stingley has returned from his IR stint. I mean, he has been a lockdown corner, uh, and it's been spectacular. Jalen Petrie is still out there balling. And Will Anderson has come to life over the last few weeks. And this pass rush really in general, I mean, it's a really good football team, honestly, from top to bottom, and coached really well as well. I don't know if you saw... There was a clip last week with uh, with D'Amico Ryan speaking to Christian Harris, the play before his interception, and told him exactly what was about to happen and how to get the interception. And he went out there and did it. That's a sign of a well-coached football team. That's a sign of a good football team. And so honestly, if an upset's to happen, I've been on the Ravens a lot going into this playoffs, but as the Texans get heated up and you look at the rest of these games, I think if an upset's going to happen, it might be this Texans-Ravens game. What do you think about an upset happening here? That's kind of where I'm at as well. I think it's either the Ravens or the 49ers come out disappointing, coming mm-hmm. off the bye. I think that is the biggest path to an upset. I think the Lions are better than the Bucks. I think they handle business. I do think that the Bills get the monkey off of their back. But as for the Ravens and 49ers, they're both great teams. They're the two best yeah. teams in the NFL. After a week off and a week off, a bye can do some weird things to some teams. Historically, the Ravens are pretty good coming off of a bye, but Mm -hmm. anything can happen in the playoffs. And then you have to start to wonder, oh, can Lamar get it done in the playoffs? Yes, of course, he can get it done in the playoffs, but he still has to prove it. I think he does. There's a world there where CJ Stroud outduels him. Yeah, no, this is definitely, honestly, all of these are really good football games. But like I just said, I think that this is the one that has the true firework potential upset. Uh, And I mean, historically, I mean, Lamar Jackson hasn't done that great in the playoffs like you just mentioned. So we'll see what happens in this one. 
Uh, I think, you know, I think I'm just going to pick the Texans for my fun pick. Are you going with the Ravens? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Ravens. I think I the Texans the cover Texans. the nine and a half point spread. I think they score more points than 43 and a half, but I do think the Ravens cover or not cover, but they, they win and take the money line. Justin Tucker, final seconds. It, it, that's the thing. If it comes down to even that there, there are just so many ways that the Ravens can yeah. win, whether it's close blowout last second, they can win this and should yeah. win this. They should. They should. I just want to have a fun pick here. Oh, next absolutely. Game. <laughs> they're the they're next playing game. with house money too at this point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Why not? Why not? It's just like the Bengals just a few years back. You know, how, how often can they keep proving us wrong? We'll see. We'll see. The next game is the Packers 49ers. And as you mentioned, this is another one. 49ers so good at football, but they're coming off the bye. They could come out flat. Don't think they will. They've been here too often to do that. 50 and a half points this time for the total with a nine and a half point favorite. That makes a bit more sense when you see that big of a favorite, the 50.5 total. Uh, some injuries here. Kingsley Enigbari is out and Jair Alexander is questionable, did not play last week. And Drake Greenlaw on the other side for the 49ers questionable, uh, looking like he'll probably end up playing. When you see this game, what are your thoughts? When I look at this game, I wonder just how did we get here? How did we go from Jordan Love is a bust, the Packers made a mistake, to Jordan Love playing some of the best football in the NFL right now? He is looking like a top five quarterback. I'm not going to say he's a top five quarterback yet. I'm not going that far, but he's playing top five ball in if he can do it against the 49ers, then maybe that conversation starts. Is he a top five quarterback? But for now, the biggest thing I'm wondering is so many years, the Packers seem to be cursed by the 49ers. Just beat them in the yeah. playoffs every year, whether it was the wild card, the divisional, whether it was the NFC championship, Aaron Rodgers could not beat the team that spurned him in the draft. Can Jordan Love break that curse? I don't know. I don't think he can. But I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun watching it happen with the mm -hmm. youngest team in the NFL. Yeah, so young too. It's gonna it it ultimately is going to come down to Jordan Love. But I really I kind of just want to step back from the game for a second. You brought up a good point uh, or just a good conversation topic. Would you take the risk in Dynasty right now, Superflex leagues, and pay up for Jordan Love? with the off chance that he does go out there and perform well against the 49ers. And then we are talking about him being a potential top 10 quarterback in dynasty, or do you think it's probably not worth that risk? I don't think it's worth the risk right now because paying for a top five quarter, maybe in a one QB league. Yeah, it's worth the risk, but mm -hmm. in two QB super flex swinging that hard with the potential for that big of a bust. I just can't get behind it right now. I'd be more apt to sell Jordan love. Maybe, maybe you can get Jalen hurts plus. Cause I think Jalen hurts is still above him in dynasty. I think the knee injury and all those other injuries that stacked up, I think Jalen hurts is still that guy. So I still have him behind like a Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen hurts, all those guys. So I'm not willing to quite pay up that high just yet. I'll I'm more likely to sell at this high peak and hope I'm not wrong. That's fair. That's fair. But I don't know, man. Attaching yourself to all those young weapons could be a fun one depending on that price. But I don't think he shows up that well against the 49ers. I I, yeah. I do kind of think maybe I am after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy after the game. There you go. Because <laughs> I don't know. I I think he could maybe you know two touchdowns, two hundred something yards, maybe an interception in there. 
but I do think the 49ers can cover that nine and a half. And I think it could also go over. I mean, the way that the 49ers have been playing, they could score 50 themselves against this Packers defense. We saw Bryce Young look like a superhuman against this Packers defense. We saw Baker Mayfield have a perfect game against this Packers defense. Brock Purdy should go off with all of his weapons fully healthy, coming off the bye week fully rested. I think two weeks because they rested in week 17 if I or 18, if I remember correctly, as well. They so they should they should just be good to go, man. And I think they'll come out of the gate uh firing on all cylinders, really, to be completely honest. Yeah, they are healthy right now. Christian McCaffrey even said, if this game meant anything, I would play week 18. So instead, he just basically takes three weeks off. He gets fully healthy. The whole team is pretty much healthy. There's one player who didn't practice yesterday. They are good to go. Whereas the Packers, the biggest thing that scares me for the Green Bay Packers, Jair Alexander did not practice at all this week. He is Mm -hmm. expected to play. They do plan to play him. He's questionable, but they do think he's going to be active. But a week without practice against Brandon, the route running savant Ayuk. Yeah. Oh, that is so dangerous. That is absolutely a matchup I'm going to exploit. I don't know what Brandon Ayuk's over-under for receiving is, and they've probably built in Jair Alexander's injury, but I don't care. I am taking the over for Brandon Ayuk. This is going to be one of those legendary performances from him. I really like that call. That should be fun. I mean, hopefully Jair Alexander's at least watching some film while he's sitting in bed, but that's still not enough to, to, to cover that kind of route runner without any practice this week. But, you know, he is also still one of the best. So we'll see how that goes, but I really like that call. Uh, and I want to say the under was somewhere in the 60s or 70 yards, which seems totally oh, easily, easily. Uh, so uh, cool. I think we're on the same page here with the 49ers pretty easily winning this game. Uh, we'll move on to the game. Are you ready to talk about your Detroit Lions? They are favored by six and a half points against the Buccaneers with 48 and a half total. What are you feeling? I am always ready to talk about the Detroit Lions, and I do have some biases here. I am going to take the Lions to cover the six and a half point spread. Not that it's going to be a bad game. Losing by seven (laughs) isn't that much in the NFL. That's a one score game. And last time these two teams faced each other, it was 20 to six for the Detroit Lions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers couldn't get the ball going. They shut down Mike Evans pretty good. The run game was non-existent for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is the one good thing that the Detroit Lions defense does. They shut down all opposing running backs. Now, when the quarterback runs the football, it's a different story. Their pure rushing numbers are skewed that way, but they shut down the pure running back. No running back has over 70 yards rushing against the Detroit Lions this season. So I don't think it's going to be a big game from Rashad White. It's going to be relying on Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Kate Otten for those explosive plays. And on the other side, the last time they faced off, the Lions couldn't run the football either because Jameer Gibbs was out with a hamstring injury and Jameer Gibbs wasn't the Jameer Gibbs we know and love at that point. And then David Montgomery goes down early in the game. So they're relying on Craig Reynolds for two yards per carry. The Bucks' run defense is very good, but I do think with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs back, they're going to have a balanced offense. And as the Harry Snowman points out in the chat, they just don't have an answer for Amon Ross St. Brown. He's the slot receiver. Carlton Davis is in the slot corner. Jamel Dean is in a slot corner. Yes, Antoine Winfield is great, and he plays there quite a bit, but he's still a safety. He still can't handle Amon Ross St. Brown one-on-one. So St. Brown is going to eat, and the Lions are going to get the W. Yeah, I'm with you here, too. I think they cover. I 
like what you said about the running game or about this offense just being balanced because I don't necessarily think that the running game is going to pop off this week. Uh, I mean, Vita Bay is just a monster. I don't oh, ever really want to run against one, him. The, the anti-Jalen Hurts missile for the touch push. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, how do you stop the tush push? Oh, yeah, you just get a 300, 400-pound defensive tackle uh, that's just an absolute brick wall. That's that's how you stop it. Just go get one of those guys. <laughs> but uh, so I don't know how good of a game David Montgomery's going to have, but, you know, maybe 50 yards or whatever, maybe a touchdown if they end up there. Oh, he's, he's scoring just... a touchdown. David Montgomery, anytime touchdown, is a lock for the Detroit Lions. All that's they good. need is to get to the three-yard line, and he's going to get – Three carries for yep. four carries actually to score. Yep. So I, I I'm with you there, and I'm with you on him on while having a great game. And then my hot take for this game haven't given much hot takes, but JMO finds the end zone. Jamison Williams finds the end zone in this game. It's going to be a nice nice throw and a catch from Jared Goff. Just just wait for it. Just wait for it. It's going to be nice. Any other takes on this game? You're the Lions fan. Go crazy. I don't know if I have that many other takes for this one. I do think Baker Mayfield is going to have a strong day. It's not going to be like they lose because of Baker Mayfield. They're going to take some shots. Mike Evans is going to get a couple big plays. Maybe Chris Godwin, like we saw Puka Nakua just absolutely lit them up. So I think Baker Mayfield's going to have a good game. I think Baker Mayfield's going to get a contract extension, probably with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he's going to be someone starting quarterback next year. I just believe it will be the Bucs. I think that's really all there is to it. It's going to be a good competitive game that in the end, the Detroit Lions get the W. And, oh, Jameson Williams did score a touchdown the last game against the Tampa Bay. Oh, nice. Let, let's go Let's go with a JMO bomb. Let's go with a JMO bomb. As We're well. both going with the JMO bomb. Now I really hope it happens. Woo! <laughs> I did. Did you see the Kirk Cousins curse? What's the Kirk Cousins curse? Uh, no team that has lost to Kirk Cousins in the regular season has gone on to play in the Super Bowl that same year. Both the Packers and 49ers lost to Kirk Cousins this season. Uh, so the, the winner of this game, if the Kirk Cousins curse remains true, should be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I had never heard that curse before, but I love it. It's it's a real thing. It's officially a real thing because I want it to be. <laughs> Let's go Lions. <laughs> the final divisional game, Buffalo KC. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. I think we both kind of expect Josh Allen to get the the Chiefs playoff monkey off the back, 0-2 against them in the playoffs, 3-1 and in the regular season. This is the first time Patrick Mahomes has ever played an away game in the playoffs, and it's going to Buffalo, cold weather. Buffalo's finally favorited. The Chiefs just aren't the Chiefs. So I'm going with the Bills here. And, I, you know, I'll, I'll say they win by three. I say they cover. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the Bills do get the W. Uh, I don't know if I want to go play the cover game with the Bills versus Chiefs. This could very well be a one-point win for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So I, I feel safer going with the money line on the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. This could be a one, two, three-point win. It's not going to be a seven-point win, I'll tell you that. It, it is not going to be a full score. It's going to be the kind of game where next score wins, next score ties it up, whatever. But... I do think it is finally the Buffalo Bills time. You you know about the pit, right? The Buffalo pit? Yes, I do. Tell, but tell. So, so for those in the audience that aren't aware, the, the new Buffalo Bills stadium is being built right across the road from the current stadium. They've got a parking lot. But right now, obviously, you know, most construction begins with digging down. So it's just a big pit right now. And so about five, six weeks ago, someone fell into the pit. 
and the Bills have not lost since. The Bills Mafia are sacrificing people to the pit, and they just keep winning. Taylor Swift's going to be in attendance. Taylor Swift is going to be cold, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Bills Mafia just handles all of this attention, all of this pressure, but with Mm. the pit on their side, I think Josh Allen finally gets it done. The one problem is the defense. The defense is so banged up right now. Razul Douglas battling a knee injury. It does look like he's going to return. But Taylor Rapp, their third safety, looks like he's going to be out. Their cornerback, too, Christian Benford, he's been battling injuries as well. I don't know if he's going to play. All of their linebackers are hurt. There's Terrell yeah. Bernard. There's Tyrell Dodson. There's uh, Balon Spector. All three of their top linebackers, and they're not even their top linebackers because <laughs> we all remember Matt Milano broke his leg earlier in the season. So all three of their starting linebackers at this point are hurt. A.J. Klein, who's been with the Buffalo Bills on and off for years, they had to sign him off the street to play linebacker. And it looks like he's going to be a starter this week. That is the one weakness for the Buffalo Bills. And I think all that says is you take the over in this one because the Bills defense, who has been performing pretty well lately, is just so injury riddled. They really are. And even even Gabe Davis isn't practicing this week. I no. mean, it, the, the Bills are in a rough spot. But as you mentioned, they've got the pit on their side. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. What are the odds Taylor Swift gets sacrificed into the pit this weekend? I Zero. think, I think <laughs> there is a 0% chance that the, the Bills Mafia is anywhere near Taylor Swift. <laughs> they would not allow that to happen. Be hilarious. I I th- I could see if if she was a Bills fan, if the roles were reversed and the Chiefs had a yep. pit, I could see her doing it, but not yep. for the Bills. Maybe we should get her to start dating Josh Allen instead, <laughs> or maybe um, Josh Allen's girlfriend. Maybe they sacrifice her to the pit. Oh, uh, very famous celebrity whose name escapes me right now. Doesn't matter, right? Celebrity. <laughs> I did want to ask a question. Sky Moore could return this weekend. Does that mean oh. anything to you? Oh, it just, it takes me down memory lane. Remember believing that Sky Moore was going to be a thing, that there was some world where Sky Moore comes out and is the wide receiver one. That was not the case. That was never close to being the case. Sky Moore just, he just ain't it. Rashi Rice is the wide receiver one. They have no wide receiver two. And Sky Moore, what is he going to be playing behind Kadarius Tony? Is he going to be playing behind M- he's going to be playing behind MVS, probably Justin Watson yeah. as well. Justin Ross, maybe even just listing that game is going around. Name a random wide receiver. I don't think there's a more random wide receiver cast than Cam Newton had back when he made the Super Bowl, but this is close. This <laughs> group a- of wide receivers might be the second most no-name wide receiver group of all time. It's up there with like the the Tom Brady's last Patriots receiver core. Like it, it is just it is a it is a rough room over there. So anyway, we both took the Bills and in a close one, and I think that's fair given the Chiefs' defense is just playing lights out right now. But we've got to. I, I want the Bills to win this game so bad. They've got to do it at some point. Just they some they point. deserve it. They really really deserve it. If the if the Lions are finally able to have this successful playoff their first win in 30 years or whatever the number is. We got to let the bills have some fun here. We got to oh, let them have some imagine, fun. Imagine a bills lion super bowl. 
the dep- awesome. the the, <laughs> the highs for the team that wins and the depression for the team that loses. Would oh you be de- Would you be depressed if the Lions lost the Super Bowl? I wouldn't be so bad. I'd be pretty upset in the moment, but I'd get over it pretty quickly. I do think Bills fans, if they did lose a Super Bowl to the Lions, if they if the Lions get a Super Bowl before the Buffalo Bills, I think there would be a lot of depressed Bills fans out there. There would, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what happens in Buffalo. Let's see. That is all the games we have for you, for everyone here. But as always, you know, if you've tuned into the Wake and Take, you know it. Here is the fun underdog long shot ticket. $5 for $125. Rasheed Rice, higher than eight and a half targets. CJ Stroud, higher than one and a half touchdowns. Chris Godwin, higher than 10.9 fantasy points. Aaron Jones, less than 68 rush yards. And Brock Purdy, higher than 21 and a half completions. These all come courtesy of the player profiler DFS Dominators underdog pick generating tools. So these are all player profiler approved underdog picks. And I chose five that I like to make my own ticket. Feel free to tail using promo code Underworld on Underdog. Jack, do you like any of these or hate any of these? Oh, yeah, I absolutely love these, especially the Rashi Wright's targets one. That is just a lock. Even if he's not catching all of the passes, he is going to be targeted heavily, early, and often. I absolutely agree with the C.J. Stroud Stroud throwing at least two touchdowns as well. We talked about that, how they're underrated. Chris Godwin, basically all he needs is a touchdown. He's going to hit that. Aaron Jones is going to struggle against the 49ers and Brock Purdy against the Green Bay Packers defense, which is a little bit Swiss cheese. And as we talked about Jair Alexander, not fully healthy. I love these picks, but of course I love these picks. They're approved by player profiler. (laughs) I am not just towing the company line. It just so happens that the player profiler picks are always something I agree with because I agree with logical things. This is true. This is true. And lastly, DFS ticket. This is not player profiler approved. This is Jason approved. Tackling that Lions Buccaneers game went with the golf sun god JMO stack. Going with the defense. Just I don't I didn't know what defense to go with. Figured I might as well stay in it. I know we said that Rashad White probably doesn't have a great game on the ground, but it is a PPR format, so I figured why not? Then of course you've got to go with CMC and Mandrews if he returns. Uh, hopefully this lineup makes some money. I don't know. Do you, do you like this lineup or do you hate it? I, I like a lot of parts of this lineup. I don't love the Rashad white part, but at the same point, I understand it, especially you have to pay for a running back, no matter what paying right. 6,500 for Rashad white. That is a okay. I imagine that the lions running backs are a little bit more pricey, but yeah. you also can't really play them because you've got golf, St. Brown and JMO yeah. Waymo Jamison Williams with the W and I, especially, especially love Khalil Shakur. Because even if Gabe Davis were somehow miraculously able to play, he's going to be limited. He's not going to be taking wide receiver two snaps. And even if he was healthy, I think we can all agree that at this point, Khalil Shakur is just more talented than Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis does not score that touchdown that Khalil Shakur has. There are so many plays in the career of Khalil Shakur that Gabe Davis just is physically incapable of making. (laughs) <laughs> do you think we'll ever see a four touchdown Gabe Davis game again? Uh, I think we will at some point. I, <laughs> I think, I think the football gods hate us that much, whether it's for the bills or he goes somewhere else, there'll be some random Gabe Davis four touchdown game that no one plays him in. And he's going to maybe not a four, but at least a three, he's going to have a three TD game. 
I love it. I love it. All right, Jack, thank you so much for joining me today. That was a ton of fun. Why don't you tell the audience where they could find you? And maybe you have a, something to tease as well. Yeah, you can find me on Player Profiler today. During the regular season, we were going on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays because we had the tailgate show on Monday and Thursday. That's going to be changing for the offseason. You're going to be seeing me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So at most, you're going to have to wait two days to see my beautiful face from that Saturday and Sunday. But make sure you stay tuned to the Player Profiler News channel on YouTube, Profiler News. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow. That's going to be integrated heavily into what we're doing forward. If you haven't already checked it out, playerprofiler.com, the website has a news section. We're going to be integrating that into Player Profiler today. So you got to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You got to check out the news tab because there are so many cool things coming that you just have no idea. It's going to be an exciting time for Player Profiler, for Player Profiler Today, for Profiler News. It is just an exciting time. And make sure you're following us on all the socials. Jason does a great job running all of those. Profiler underscore news on TikTok. At Roto Underworld. Player Profiler NFL. Just so many great places to find all of us. Too many social media channels, (laughs) to be honest. But definitely go follow all of our news desk content and especially the new YouTube channel that we are working on, Player Profiler News on YouTube. Definitely go find that as there are some very fun things in the works right now that we might have an announcement for hopefully next week. Jack, thanks again so much for joining me. Audience, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys all have a very wonderful divisional round weekend. I hope you guys be safe. And I'll see you all Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Have a good one. Peace.